Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jess. Welcome back to the Reduce the Stigma podcast. Um, so this is going to be the second episode of a new series that we started where we interview a bunch of inspiring women to kind of guest on the podcast and hopefully inspire you. So today I'm with Ally, who is the executive director of Leading Women of Tomorrow. And yeah, um, so Ally, why don't you introduce yourself? I love the fact that you pronounce my name first and you're the first shot. Um, that usually doesn't happen. Um, but hi, everyone. My name is Ali Agostino. I am a recent graduate, we're going to say that because I usually say I'm a senior, whatever year I am, uh, from the George Washington University in DC. Um, I am originally from Caracas, Venezuela, and I immigrated to South Florida a couple of years ago alongside my family. Um, they're currently there, some family still in Venezuela, but I am currently at the moment I'm in DC, but I'll be moving to California in the next couple of weeks, which is really exciting more like the next couple of days, but um, yeah, that's a little, bit, a little bit about me. Okay, um, awesome. So why don't you describe Leading Women of Tomorrow to me, kind of just give us a brief of your mission. Yeah. So Leading Women of Tomorrow, or LWTL probably referred to it much like that throughout our conversation, um, is an organization, we are a nonprofit student-run organization, which is really cool, that looks to get more women into politics. At first, we kind of were founded on the idea of getting more women elected into politics or more women running for uh, politics, but kind of more into my term of executive director and from previous ones including, we kind of realized that, you know, you don't need to be running for office to be involved, involved in politics. You can cause change by merely just voting or you know campaigning whatever it is and so we kind of our idea on the mission is to have as many women and remove the stigma that only white men can be involved in politics whether it's you know you're running directly for office whether you're phone banking campaigning door-to-door campaigning whatever that is we're kind of looking to just increase that number of representation for all women Okay, awesome. So that actually brings me to my next question. I kind of um, noticed that your organization, it's very center around, centered around politics, you know, so I was just kind of wondering, like, uh, why, like, did you decide to get involved with it? Like, do you plan to maybe hold a government position one day in the future? Well, it's a dream. Um, but I would say, for me, I was, so I was a political science and criminal justice student when I came to GW. I kind of compared, I did a lot of comparative analysis of how the government in Venezuela worked versus how that of the U.S. worked and kind of the lack and what led each government to develop the way it did. Um, and I think for me, it was always like an interest because I saw constitutional rights and violations just being taking place so easily in Venezuela. And I never thought that could happen in the U.S. And kind of I started to educate myself more. And I was a pre-med student, like in high school, 100% did every pre-med program that ever existed. And then it took literally one internship with my local congresswoman that I kind of realized that, you know, the, the government systems between both countries are very different, but on paper, they're very much the same, which I thought was really interesting. And that kind of just opened an entire door for like how policy works in the United States. Um, but yeah, I kind of just, I think my background in like my immigrant background kind of led me to become involved in politics, but in terms of running for office, I don't know. Um, you asked me this a year ago, I would have been like, yes. Um, now I kind of realized that I've had like numerous experiences working on Capitol Hill with various Congress members. And I realized that I really like policy, but not politics. So I kind of like more of the seeing how poli like policy influence like regular people, like, you know, the way a federal 
policy may be implemented in Kansas, not the same way that it is in Massachusetts. So I think I really like figuring out how that works and how policy can best be implemented unanimously throughout all the 50 states, which is hardly impossible to do. But yeah, I don't know if I would run for office. I think I would like to be the right hand person to someone who is an elected official where I can like kind of tag the system a little bit from the inside or attack, shall I say. That sounds awesome, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, so my next question is like, what was the journey for leading Women of Tomorrow? I guess like more specifically, kind of how are you popularizing your organization and getting outreach? Yeah. So like I said before, we're 100% a student-run organization. So that means whether, not, there's not so much high school, but if you are in high school, and you're interested, let us know. Uh, but we are mostly like at the college level. We have chapters all across the United States. Uh, we have both, we are, um, oh no, sorry, I just blanked. We are an unpartisan organization. So we have both Democratic, very Democratic, very Republican, moderate, independent chapters. Um, we also have some Mrs. chapters, which is just, you know, women who are just more into like, the feminist ideal, not necessarily politics. Um, and so we kind of, our base ground is based on that uh, in terms of how we populate in events and stuff like that. A lot of our events, we also have the chapter events as well as national events. The national events are obviously made by your corporate staff, which again, it's also very student run. Um, and from there, we kind of, you know, whatever it is, whether it's, uh, we have national summits that happen once a year. We also have just like speakers coming in talking about like, how did you run for office? You know, what worked, what didn't work? We actually had our first LGBT alumni who ran for office in New York this past, yeah, this previous election. She unfortunately did not win, but she was also like the youngest person on the ballot and she got like fairly close. I think the incumbent ended up winning by, I think it was like an under 2% margin or something like that, uh, which is really impressive. And so kind of we are based off in a little bit of that way. And she had obviously the whole support of the LGBT community, um, but the LWT in general kind of came to be based around the 2017 UN Youth Assembly Award that we won. And then from there, which I wasn't present for, but it was like really exciting just to read about and like Meta, who's our founder and CEO kind of always tells me about it. I'm like, oh my God, I wish I would have been there. I wish I'd been in college so I could get involved with the LWT and be there. But yeah, I think a lot of our, you know, depending on where you go to college, you can reach out. If you want to start a chapter, you can also do that. Like I did at my, at GW. Um, we're always looking to expand and we're also always looking to include new voices so like yes we are a very college center organization but that doesn't mean that you know at only college we have graduate students we have people at law school masters doctorates whatever it can be that are involved with our organization um but yeah that's a long-winded answer yeah <laughs> um okay so I guess my next question or actually you know so I was looking around on your website kind of mm -hmm. doing on it which by the way is, I think is beautifully designed um, thank you and I noticed that you were awarded your organization was awarded the resolution fellowship at the mm -hmm. 2017 um, United Nations Youth Assembly yeah. so I don't know if you were there but if you were could you maybe tell us what the experience was like or kind of how it felt to yeah it? So unfortunately, because before I wasn't there, I really wish with my whole heart I was because every time I see the pictures, I'm like, that looks so cool and I'm so jealous. Um, but I think it was like something very exciting that you kind of, the way that it works is that you apply to like this fellowship program, the UN that discusses it, you submit like very thorough materials and stuff like that. And then as a group, they discuss it. There's like three rounds of different discussions. Um, this was again a while ago, so I don't know the way that it works now has changed, but um, 
and then they kind of pick the top and then they discuss the top kind of, I think it's like five or six organizations and then they kind of deduct it from there, which is really exciting because, you know, we are predominantly US based, but we also have, for example, like our expanding to France and we're expanding to, I believe it's like London, France, London and Australia right now. Um, I don't believe like I know that, but um, so we're kind of like, it's cool because at the time we were a very national organization, but we had an international focus. And now that we're actually international, you know, having won the 2017 Youth Assembly Fellowship kind of helps a little bit in expanding that and like our connections. Um, so I wasn't there, but it has really helped kind of seeing the way that the organization develops. Yeah, that's great. Um, so my next question is also about your organization. Do yeah. you have some like future projects in mind or where the next what the next stepping stone is for um leading women of tomorrow yeah so we always have like small like not smaller running projects but we have like just running projects in general um uh, we have for example an entire committee that we're looking to expand on a specific focus of women issues like we are a very political organization but there's so much that can be influenced right now and especially when it comes you know we're hitting the 2022 midterm elections where it's just the highest rate of women have ran both Democratic, Republican, Independent, White, Black, Hispanic, Asian Pacific, Asian American, whatever, you know, and we are having the highest rate of women run for office that we've kind of ever seen, and specifically minority women, which is unprecedented, and I keep saying unprecedented and unseen because it's, I was looking at the numbers today, and it was just insane how the graph has been going up, and then between like 28, comparison of 2018 to 2022, it's just like skyrocketed, and to me, it's just like, a sense of pride because I'm like you know I'm not running but I'm like prideful and like on like just astounded that all these women are especially now um and so kind of like in the big products that we're looking at we're looking to obviously expand our base and we're looking to kind of expand more in the international spectrum but we're also looking to get involved more with like campaigns whether it's like you know contacting chapters and having them contact directly campaigns within their state or representatives within their state so they kind of can get more foot into how politics works right like you know, they don't have to meet with a Congress member or, you know, candidate to be like, I want to run for office, but it can be like, oh, let's canvas, let's door to door knock. So it's also more extending our philanthropy a little bit. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm really looking forward to seeing what <laughs> things you accomplish. And my next question is actually oriented towards kind of you personally. Um, mm -hmm. so I want to know, like, who inspires you, like, to do the work that you're doing right now? Or just who inspires you in general? That's hard um I think for me and you know this is a hot take but it's not like in the specific person who inspired me I think it's both a culmination of all the women who have worked in the glass ceiling and have gone places versus all of those who have tried and have failed because of systematic barriers so it's not like a specific person but I would say because I would say my mom because she's done so much like moving here and like kind of raising a Venezuelan American child that wasn't born here, but also is always like very much American and Venezuelan. But I think, you know, more in the political realm, I think it's much more on the sense of it's for all those, I do what I do for all those women who couldn't for whatever reason it was, because whether their parents or their grandparents always told them that they couldn't run for office, they couldn't be involved. And I come from a household that I'm fortunate enough that my parents are very supportive of me being a social, like studying social sciences and like wanting to get involved in politics, but also kind of, you know, it's a, I come from a very Latin household that's very patriarchal, right? And so it's kind of like, I'm both the godsend of the family that's like, oh my gosh, she can actually one day become involved in politics and knows like does all these cool things, 
But I'm also kind of like oh, the black sheep where it's like, you know, she's the one that talks back when you're not supposed to, right? Like she doesn't stay quiet unless like you step on her because you want to as a man. And so it's a both, it's a convoluted situation sometimes, but I think honestly, in a short way, it's for all those women who couldn't because of, you know, their families or other barriers that prevented them from doing so. That is a great answer. <laughs> that, yeah. I've always struggled with it, to be honest, because I'm always like, who would I want to be? And I'm like, I wouldn't, like, I strive to be, you know, seats and positions, but I wouldn't, I don't strive to be somebody else because we each have our own different stories. So I'm like, I strive to be, you know, a voice for those who couldn't have one. And like that to me, I don't know. I, again, it's a hot take because a lot of people, you know, they have their people who they admire and aspire to be, but like, I like who I am and I like the way I am. Like, yeah, I, I can change things, but I think for me, it's more important to be a voice for those who don't have. Yeah, that's truly yeah. great. I feel like whenever I watch interviews or kind of like when I think of that question, I always feel like there's always should be like one person that's an answer. You yeah. A famous, like, I guess, politician or famous actor, yeah. or, like your parents, but I yeah. love doing this for a community of people. I think that's Thank a really you. great answer. Um, actually, and that leaves me with my last question of the interview. What is one lesson or message that you kind of want to leave for our listeners? <laughs> okay. Um, I think for the most important thing I would say and it's something that I even now struggle a lot with as I'm entering more of the professional realm and I've been involved in politics and in profits for a long time. But I would say it's just like, stick to who you are. Like, it, and it's so funny because people would always say that to me. I'm like, yeah, like I know who I am, but it wasn't really until I was involved or in rooms where decisions were being made or I was talking to like elected officials or like, for example, I did a program with GW where we like basically called out the police for just doing MPD things that they shouldn't be doing, like not to get into it. But, and I think it's having, you know, the sense of who you are that like, I'm not going to sell basically my soul to you because you're in a higher position, right? Like you got there because you had a voice and I have my own voice. And I think for me, it's like always being true to it. And it's something that I struggle with. I still do. And it, you know, it kind of really always ties also with the notion that you're not supposed like, oh, why should I be here? Like, why am I the person that is in this room? And I wish there was something that I could do or say that's like, you deserve to be here. And a lot of people, including myself, doubt that all the time. But I think just always like putting a sticky note, that's what I started to do at home. It's like, I put a sticky note, like whether it's in my mirror or like behind my door, something where I'm going to see it all day. I put it in my kitchen to be exact. But um, it's kind of like, you belong here. And it's not like here in your home, but it's like, or here in the world, but it's like here, wherever that here is to you, whether it's, in that meeting, in that call, in that job, in whatever situation is going for. And, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You don't have to even do it at all. But I think, you know, just being true to that and like realizing that like where you are and everything you've done has worked to be where you are now. And that kind of like pushes you for a long way. Um, but yeah, also, if you ever want to get involved with LWT, a quick plug, um, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, our website, um and send us a message we'd love to connect with you if you want to start your own chapter also let us know um could be high school college grad student whatever it can be okay but yeah um I guess ending on that strong note that <laughs> includes our interview so for all you listeners I will be um putting in the description of this episode like all of um 
leading women of tomorrow's like socials and their website. It's seriously really amazing. You can learn a lot from visiting um, their socials. So yeah, definitely check it out. And Ale, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on this episode and guesting. Uh, you are seriously an inspiration and I hope that a lot of <laughs> more like, I guess, young adults or like young women my age grow up to be just like you. <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't do compliments very well but thank you <laughs> okay you're also amazing so thank you um so okay to, to you listeners bye we'll see you next time